fellow fiends. Welcome to another terrifying and delectable episode of Nightmare on Film Street. The horror podcast with zero credibility, but all of the blood, ghouls, and gore. Your puny heart can handle. <laughs> Let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street. I'm John. I'm Kim. And today we are talking about some crazy computers. Some pretty overzealous <laughs> 80s computers. Yeah, some... Uh, perfectly cromulent computers. Perfectly cromulent killer computer chips. I'm trying to find more alliteration. It's not coming. I'm like, murderous mainframes. That was good. That's yeah, not bad. I don't know what a mainframe is, though. It, I think it's actually a main frame, not mame frame. It should be called murderous mainframe. You got a killer computer movie and you want to call it mainframe? I'm down. Like, enter the mainframe? Mame? <laughs> Starring Bruce Lee. <laughs> There's a virus and only he can kick its butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those movies sound great. But today we are talking about two 80s cheeseball classics, Chopping Mall and Death Spa. Yes, two films with computers in which I don't think anybody involved in the production understood what a computer does. <laughs> it was a glorious decade. It was a glorious decade. Kim has been really lobbying for Death Spa on this podcast for, ooh, um, I think since day one. I've been I've been championing Death Spa. And Chopping Mall was the inevitable. It's going to happen no matter what. Exactly. And I think Death Spa and Chopping Mall are the perfect pair. Uh, they're also side by side in Amazon Prime if you haven't seen them recently. <laughs> yeah, alphabetically and probably just categorized by cheese. It's like, uh, these ones you will watch together. If you watch one, you're definitely going to watch the other, you sad sack. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you watch Death Spa and it's not like recommended for dummies like you, Chopping Mall. But either way, uh, before we get started, Kim, what's keeping you creepy this week? Well, this week, when we are at the time of recording, we're not, but uh, when you're listening to this, we will be deep into Fantastic Festival in Austin, Texas, where we will be watching a whole bunch of genre and horror films, so you can check out a ton of reviews over at nofspodcast.com. John and myself will be writing up a storm with those and watching tons of movies and probably getting very little sleep, Oh yeah, and it'll be fun. It's okay, we got... <laughs> Tons of tacos. Looking forward to it. What what movie are you looking forward to the most? There's a found footage-ish type movie. Unfortunately, you've been doing all the schedules, so what is it called, John? It's called Feral. And I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it's like the Poughkeepsie tapes. It's a faux documentary style investigation that also involves some found footage about this really creepy house in the woods where these kids either went missing or got hurt. I don't know. We, we try and go in a little vague, but at least get an idea what's what. Uh, what am I looking forward to the most? Um, probably In Fabric, which is a movie by Peter Strickland, who you may know from the Berberian Sound Studio. Did I mention this in the last episode? I don't know. Okay. Well, either way, I know nothing about it, but I'm very excited to see what he does because he's a very strange filmmaker. Yeah, and there's also some like bigger titles there. There's Hold the Dark, which is new uh, a new Netflix film hitting the uh, the old streaming platform, and that is from... Jeremy Saulnier, I think it's how it's pronounced, the director of Green Room. 
Yes. Uh, and then uh, Bad Times of the El Royale from, right. from Drew Goddard, who you know from Cabin in the Woods. Gaspar Noe's Climax. Which I've heard some crazy things, but I mean, it is Gaspar Noe, so like, I'm expecting it's going to be really cerebral mm-hmm. and a little upsetting. Yep. And definitely don't eat anything beforehand. Yeah, it's playing at midnight, too, so it's it's how we're really ending the day. It's going to make for some fun dream times. And Overlord <laughs> would probably be the last big one. Oh, yeah. Very excited. I'm so excited. I'm hoping there is a slightly sci-fi element to it because i know that there were a lot of rumors about it being part of the cloverfield universe and Mm -hmm. that it wasn't part of the cloverfield universe so i'm hoping there are still some potential like i don't know off the walliness to it i i love the um the grindhousey look and feel that it has Mm -hmm, so i mm -hmm. would be perfectly fine if it doesn't but the little cherry on the top would be, oh, by the way, there's fucking aliens. That'd be so cool. A zombie movie with an alien attack? I'm about I'm that. I'm down with that. I'm so about that, yep. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, so by by the time this episode comes out, everyone should already know what it is, but there's a secret screening midweek. What do you think is playing at that secret screening? Um, I feel it, like I'm interviewing right now, you right now, like we're on the you. Charlie Rose show. Yeah, by the way, so, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been a real experience. Um, We've tried really hard to get you on. It's been a while now. You know, unfortunately, schedules weren't working out. But Yeah, this microphone seems to be like at my perfect height as well. So <laughs> thank you for um, anticipating that. Uh, I really want it to be Suspiria. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really want it to be Suspiria, mainly because I really, really, really want to see Suspiria. Oh, yeah. Um, But... I think it's going to be The House That Jack Built. I would, oh, either of those movies would be great. If in if in the course of 48 hours I, we would see a movie from Gaspar Noe and a movie from Lars von Trier, that sounds like a sweet... John, that sounds so pretentious. Like, I know the names that you're saying, but just, okay. it just sounds really okay. pretentious. If, if we could see <laughs> oh, two... I wish I could see all of these films from these filmmakers. Mind you, it's about, like, these, these are probably going to be films with, filled with, like, shit and vomit. <laughs> Yeah, why <laughs> Why is that the pretentious choice? I don't know. Yeah. Art. Ugh. Uh, one last thing before we go, we got to see Mandy recently. Yeah, we just caught it the opening weekend. It finally hit theaters. It's also now out on VOD. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, it should be available uh, on a VOD platform in your country, I hope. Uh, it seems like they're... I think it's hitting the UK later this month. Oh, awesome. Look out or for that, guys. next month, yeah. What a crazy movie. Uh, totally worth the wait. It was a little more acid trippy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like even like with expectations that the trailer gave me, I still it still surprised me. It's yeah. like how surreal it got. Very surreal. The color palette of this movie also includes LSD. Like that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the easiest way that I can describe it. it Crayola is LSD. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, and I have never seen Nick Cage at level 10 Nick Cage belong so well in a film. Yeah, you've definitely seen it before. Yeah, I've seen level 10 Nick Cage before, but... It's almost like in this film, he's he's never been level 10 Nick Cage before. Yeah. And it, it so belongs in this movie. Like, this movie was built around the insanity that Nick Cage can provide. Yeah. There's this particular scene in a bathroom with just, like, a full bottle of vodka. And it is so great because it is so over the top. And you're laughing and you're kind of snickering at it a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you're really sad. I, like... Almost had a cry in that scene. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you're you on this weird roller coaster of emotions. And, of course, he is because of what's transpired in the film. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're really emoting alongside with him because, like, he's being silly and then you're laughing and he's drinking too much and you're laughing. And then he's really crushed and you're also very crushed. Yeah, like, it's at first it's 
it's almost a joke. It's way over the top. It's cartoonish. And then you realize, like, oh, this is actually probably very true to how a real person would be reacting to what's happening to him. It's crazy. And it's good to know that everybody involved, especially Nick Cage, has been getting a lot of credit for their performances and their their roles in this movie. Uh, because it is super impressive across the board. Uh, and, like, such a killer score, too. Either way, uh, four out of four Eberts, I think. What about yourself? Um, I'm gonna, I am have to I have to rewatch it, but I'm going to say three out of four, I think, right now. Yeah? Okay. I mean, I think I'm just still very excited. It was pretty great. It looked very cool. But either way, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about Chopping Mall. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. At that meet. But you're never alone. In the chopping mall. What's that? Robot life. Where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. So, Chopping Mall from 1986 is currently sitting at a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 57% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. That seems kind of (laughs) high. Well, I mean, all of these ratings are definitely after the fact, so it's people giving it the, like, oh, so bad, it's so good, thumbs up rating. I will say that both of these movies that we're going to talk about today are maybe the best terrible movies that have ever existed. (laughs) They're pretty close. I have a hard time with the so bad, it's good subgenre. Because for the first, like, two acts, I'm so on board. I'm like, yes, this is great. This is awful. I love it. And then I I get bogged down. I'm like, oh, I'm just watching a bad movie. And then I'm bored. And then we get to the end. And the end is always an extravaganza of just extreme absurdity. Yeah, but there's something really fun about having to play detective with the movie you're watching because you're like wait a minute she's a ghost but like nobody told me that and like you guys really where do we introduce this character or like you know what i mean it's that's not specific to chopping mall because chopping mall does not have a ghost i'm particularly talking about death spa and how there are ghostly elements but there's no linear point a to point b in regular storytelling and like well-crafted films you have a an ability <laughs> to uh, like convey everything you're trying to convey. What type of characters we're watching, uh, what the motives of the baddie of the film is, and with these really bad B movies, you are missing chunks of those steps. So like you just advance in the story without kind of hitting all those points you should like how did these people get together why are these four people in this room together this one person was on the other side of the mall like that kind of stuff happens a bunch and I think that's where I really enjoy b-movies because you kind of just have to like 
turn off that part of your brain that's like, this doesn't work, or this doesn't make sense, or you guys failed to do this, and then you just have to just fucking enjoy it regardless. I mean, you're right. B-movies, they don't care about the why. There's like, nobody's here for the why. They just want to see how something explodes and when somebody dies. They don't care about how a person got from point A to point B. That's that's a good point. I'm, I'm with you on that one, because I think it, it's hard to complain about these movies at all, because yeah, Nobody came here for why. Everybody came here for some, like, good old fun. I want to see lasers blow somebody's head up, and I want to see robots riding up escalators. But there's the illusion of why. Like, there's all these Home Alone-esque plots set up in Chopping Mall where there is a lot of non-B-movie attempts. They do a lot of stunts, and there's some blowing up things, and for some reason we're rigging an elevator to kill a robot. I don't know why the elevator... But you know what happens. It's so funny you mentioned Home Alone because there's a huge sequence with paint. Yeah, there is. that's exactly why I said it, because that paint can sequence. Oh, man. So, okay, before we get started, one question I want to ask you before we get into anything. Do the robots become sentient and they want to kill people? Or are they just gone haywire and they recognize everybody as a threat? So, there is no explanation as to why the robots have started murdering people. No. They... Lightning. That's the reason. Well, yeah, thunderstorm. There's a thunderstorm, guys. I don't know if you know, but we really, really hung on that thunderstorm. Is there a computer-based or robot-based movie in the 80s that didn't start with, oh, lightning? It is lightning. Like, electricity <laughs> is the enemy. Yeah, where we don't really know how the computers work, so we're gonna assume that electricity will ruin everything. Yeah. Which isn't wrong. I mean... I don't know anything about computers, but when there's a thunderstorm, I unplug you my your laptop. laptop yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And then my dad's laptop, like, phone, you TV. should get a surge predictor. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. It's just <laughs> another thing that you plug stuff into. I, I, I How have does a it feeling. save you against lightning? I have a feeling that it, uh, instead of blowing up your computer, blows up the surge protector. What? I think it's like, you know how like you plug too many things into an outlet and then the switch flips and then you got to go downstairs and you got to find the breaker panel and you got to flip that switch. I kind of think that's what the surge protector does, but instead you have to buy a new surge protector. <laughs> it's like the 21st century of a fuse. Like, oh, the fuse blew. Got to buy some new fuses. Like, you got to buy a new surge protector. Okay, so the robots are evil. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know why. They were not plugged into a surge protector. So the weirdest thing about that, though, is even though the robots are evil, they have this guise on that they're still behaving regularly. They're still putting on a front because every time they come upon a human being, they ask for their yeah, identity card. Yeah, your identity card. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they, they show them and they kill them anyways. So these robots are sentient to the level that they are putting on a front. These robots are pretending to be good protector robots like they're supposed to be, and they're just going to kill them anyways. That makes them so much more evil. I love that you say that too because they are putting on that presentation with no one around. If they'll come into the mall, they're like, uh, robot 2 online, level online. 2. Who are they reporting to? Yeah, there's, they killed no the guy. Robot. Yeah. They killed him. They killed the guy. So the the robot technician is is probably his death, one of my favorites, because he's the only body that they hide. <laughs> they hide him. We don't even see where. It's just the other technician shows up like, oh, Dale's not here? All right, fine. I would have paid good money just for like a quick cut of a robot with his little clam hand. <laughs> yep. Like dragging a corpse in out of the room well they they also hide what's his dumb face they don't hide him they like stage him 
Okay, so that's the thing. Like, there is a... These robots have been watching slasher movies. Like, there's no way that the security guard... I'm really proud of these robots. (laughs) (laughs) These robots have an understanding of the genre that some filmmakers don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We do, before we get into, like, too deep into the robots, though, we have to talk about the introduction sequence. Okay. How they have, like, a robot parade presentation. <laughs> like, the, the robot orientation. I like parade. Yeah, like, I think that's at, better. at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., we will be doing the robot protector introduction in the atrium. Uh, are any of our main characters at that orientation? No. Because two of them are definitely business owners. Oh, yeah. And they should have been there. Yeah, or what's-her-name's dad should have been there. Was he there? Oh, the, the only slut-shaming pe- dad? Oh, my God. No, but it wasn't even slut-shaming. It was just like, I know you guys are having sex, but I'm just going to dad out of the room. That scene was really uncomfortable, though. They were both being really slutty. Well, yeah, and also, I, I don't Dude bro, Greg, I'm going to call him Greg, has... It is Greg. Is it actually... No, it's not no? Greg. No, it's close. Mike and Leslie. Mike has a problem with chewing his gum way too goddamn loud oh my god he chews it the whole okay i think that's the only reason he died first in the movie because that guy's gotta go i won't put up with that for 90 minutes and they were the most sexually forward of the quadruplets yeah they totally were every single person in this movie with the exception of ferdy and allison were having sex four feet away from each other every single person yeah it was basically like a sears orgy it was i i can see how like if if you live at home and you got nowhere to go and the boss is out of town how this would seem like a really good idea but you, you break into the mall late after closing you sell a bunch of beds you change the sheets they said and then just have sex in the place like it's a big okay so great gross, the- great yeah. disgusting theory i i don't agree with it <laughs> it started to fall apart like i couldn't justify but, it so it also happens to be the first night that there's these like robot patrollers and the metal doors are going to close at midnight okay let's have a party gotta get out of here at midnight because the metal doors will shut her down <laughs> yeah but at every turn like hey why don't we just stay a little late no big deal right like, let's just stay. i have an let's idea just let's just invite the nerd and he can bug us and rain us all to the doors before they close because- is that the only reason he was there so that would they that he is essentially their alarm clock no, for getting the fuck out i think it's because they wanted to fuck in his store and he was like no yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's there because if he's part of the plan, then he's he's also got to keep it a secret. Otherwise, he'll also get in trouble. Do you think those shutters were installed before the robots? I think it's all the same, like, program. You think it's all part of, like, yeah, the like, same package? they went to Robots R Us, and they're like, I would okay. like the super-duper evil robot shutter door package, please. Do you even need the goddamn robots if you have the metal shuttered doors? Well, you need to shutter the doors so that the evil robots can corral people and murder them in the halls. Oh. Otherwise, you just have people in the halls until 6 a.m., and then they're just let out. The robots need to murder them for you. Okay, <laughs> so it's it's all just to make murder easier. I love that day one these things fucked up. It wasn't even like, oh, they've been in, you know, we all trust them. They've been around for a year. Good old Robo 2, big friend of mine, helped me out a few times, saved me lots of money. No, day one, they're fucking murderers. But there's no explanation. <laughs> like, there's no scene where one of the robots gets hit by lightning or like turns But don't on they like doesn't like lightning hit the building and then like the the lightning goes through the building into the wires into the robots isn't that does like does that happen? I actually don't know. I think we're I think just supposed you made to that up. Yeah, well here's the thing. This movie does not care with how it is or why. It just simply goes to what's going on. Okay, like, introduction. There are robots 
obviously they're evil. Yeah, we're going to add a bunch of lightning in post. No rain. No big deal. I will say that for a film called Chopping Mall, there was no chopping. It was all lasers. Laser Mall. (laughs) (laughs) Laser Mall. (laughs) <laughs> well, when the movie originally came out, it was not called Chopping Mall. I don't know if you read this on Wikipedia. Killbots. Yeah, exactly. It was called Kill. Well, no, it wasn't even Killbots. It was, it was Killbots. Well, that's how it was released to the theater. But like the working title, I think, was just like Bots. <laughs> like it wasn't. And they're like, ooh, not good enough. Future Kill-bots. Mall Death Teens. <laughs> I would watch Future Mall Death Teens. I would too. Or Future Mall 2000. Death Teens 2000. Death Mall Teens. Death Teens Mall. Death to Mall Teens. Buzzwords 2000. <laughs> And then at the insistence of a janitor, who, whatever, I don't care what your occupation is, guy had a great idea, let's re-release it into the theater as Chopping Mall. The janitor had that idea? Apparently a janitor, yeah. The janitor from the movie or like a real life janitor? It just said a janitor. I'm going to assume janitor at the production office? Like the actor who became a janitor? You mean Dick Miller? The actor who played a janitor? (laughs) That would be awful if it actually was Dick Miller and in Wikipedia they're like, oh, a janitor said to put it out (laughs) as Chopping Mall. Oh. The janitors were a little weird in this movie, too, because they made fun of the one janitor who was doing his job. And then they were walking around at like two in the morning in the mall drinking. Sounds like middle class alcoholism. Make fun of the one guy who's actually doing work. I was at work, though. Where did they get those beers? All the stores were closed. Mind you, this mall made no sense because when the girls, after they finished their restaurant shift at Mm -hmm. the old mall restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, Italian pizza joint. No, it was like a diner, but it was in in the mall. Like, it was a really weird style of restaurant for a mall. But either way, they finished their shift and they were talking about the sweet old party they were going to tonight. Yeah. In the mall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there were showers and, like, a locker room. Like, all the mall employees have their own behind the scenes before their shift locker room what if that's a thing though like, like have out, you ever had a I job i worked at, a mall? at several malls john have you yes where i worked at so many malls doing what i worked at the old navy in the gap oh, okay yeah in the mall and and what was your locker room change shower situation like zero there was zero <laughs> opportunity for locker room showers okay there was a locker but it was like next to the store's bathroom in the store and I just share it with someone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sucked. <laughs> oh, that's great. The only thing that makes me think that this is actually a thing. That, I mean, first of all, it's the 80s. And that's just an excuse that you can give to absolutely everyone. We need boobs. Have them shower. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't mentioned mm-hmm. that Barbara Crampton is in this. Yeah. And she's playing one of the, the middle tier couples. Like they're everybody's a couple in this. Everybody, there's four couples. It was just like a, I don't want to call it a swingers party, but it was like <laughs> a let's all. It's a party, but we're here to bone. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you call those? Orgies? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's, so there's the mechanic couple who have mm-hmm. this really weird introduction in the beginning where we're, it's lightning out guys. I don't know if you remember, but it's lightning out Gotta and that, huh? they are in their cool, like M and J's towing. Yeah. And they have like this whole banter back and forth about being married just so we know that they're married and they have their own towing company. Why does that matter? Them being in a company came up like a bunch. And I, you know, I was as an entrepreneur myself, <laughs> I really appreciated being able to see a representation of myself on the screen. Okay. <laughs> I may have laughed too soon on that one. It sounded insulting, but I'm I was wondering where you were going. It was just a little excessive. It was. It was. Uh, I do, do they have? They have a shop in the mall, right? 
I don't think they have anything to do with the mall. You don't think so? Why would you have a towing company in the mall? I don't think it's a towing company. I think they it's were just in a, gar- a tow truck. Well, I think it's a garage. I mean, if somebody's like, "Hey, my car's broken down. Can you tow it to your shop?" Be like, yeah, fuck, I will do that. Yeah, of course. I mean, putting an automotive center in a mall is a really good idea because most times you're just like waiting there for hours, and then when you're at the Canadian Tire, the Canadian version of whatever you guys have. A hardware uh, store. You are like, oh, what can I look at? More fucking tires. Like, I don't want to spend money on tires, but if if you go to, like, the Walmart's auto center, you can go to Walmart and buy DVDs. If you go to the mall, you can buy clothes. Very smart. There's a garage at our mall. Is there? Yeah. So that way people can get oil changes while they shop. It's pretty smart. It is all right, yeah. I guess you could probably get a car Maybe they do work at too. the mall. Maybe they do. Who knows? I, I guess Not I just me. assumed that that... <laughs> Uh, automotive store that they broke into was theirs. And they it was no big into- deal. Oh, yeah. Because they were getting all that gasoline. Yeah, they were getting the I flares. I thought it was a camp store. I was like, why is there just gas You kept saying show? that while we were watching. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's their automotive store. Like, no, <laughs> That's why only- she knows where everything is, <laughs> what to get, and how much they have of it. Only camping supplies. <laughs> They're way too focused on their business. And I I'm not li- saying that- I liked it. It no, was just really weird to designate that much time outside of the mall yeah. to these characters that end up dying anyways. Yeah. They die. And second for- last, like good for them, they made it to the second last Well, actually they were like the last people to die, but they were the second last couple. Like er. They you know what I mean. Far. Yeah, they, they didn't for- make it out. No, no, no. <laughs> um But they put in a good fight. They do not seem like they would be friends with any of these people. They are years no. ahead of their yeah. friends. I was like, okay, so you guys are married and you have your own business. So you are immediately minimum 30. Your name is on the side of the truck. I gotta assume. Like, Bitch, I'm 30 and I can't put my name on the side of my truck. I I'm mean, not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know that a party in the mall. After hours where we can all finally, you know, find a place to to have sex without being interrupted by our parents is a thing that they would give a shit about. What did they bring to the party? Like, yeah, they were like, hey, guys, we have a three story house. You know, it's three semi-de- story house. It's semi detached. But, <laughs> you know, we have a lot of privacy and we have a dog. So why don't you guys just come there and you guys can like all fuck on a different floor. <laughs> <laughs> and in the morning, we'll all make fun of you for fucking in our house. We have tater tots. <laughs> can you- <laughs> So guys, you guys, can know, you please that's... chip in for the pizza? Honestly. <laughs> that's what real married life is. It's just having tater tots in your freezer on demand. We don't have tater tots in our freezer. It's because John says no. <laughs> that's because you demanded it and I said no. I always try to like round about to the French fry freezer and John's like, no! And I'm like, what if they're on sale? <laughs> it's like having alcohol. Like as you're an adult, you're allowed to have these things on hand should you need them, like extra vodka. Like, oh, we just have several bottles of vodka here because we buy two sticks and then we drink it in one weekend. No, we're adults. We can have French fries and rum and tequila on call. Yeah, but there's one thing about having all that stuff on hand is that no matter what, you're always going to have it. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are on different sides of the spectrum. But But also, are we? We really were. (laughs) Well, as you were saying earlier, yeah, I do appreciate that they are obsessed with their own business because nobody's going to give a shit about your endeavors as much as you do. (laughs) But I don't think that they need to be focusing on how much damage they're doing on the mall and assuming that is their own problem. (gasps) That upset me more than anything. Yeah. I I stopped taking notes at one point because I was just (laughs) watching the movie. And then when she was like, when they were in the diner having their little quiet away from the robots moment. Putting a little calculator. She was like, okay, we're in debt $2 million and blah, blah, blah to the mall. And you're like, he's loading shells into a shotgun. Like, how many tune-ups is that? 
What are you talking about? Robots tried to kill you. Robots that were hired by the mall. You're you have, rich now. You have a civil rights lawsuit. Like, they murdered your friends. Yeah, the best thing you could do after you see that two of your friends are dead is go somewhere safe. Maybe those air ducts. I don't know. Hide out until morning. Mall opens. You go right to a lawyer. I mean, tragically, sure, the, the janitor might get killed but like the first janitor that shows up to unlock those doors probably also going to get a laser in the face but (laughs) those lasers were really hit or miss on what they actually did there was one shot so when um the first girl died leslie leslie's leslie yeah yeah when so she was going to find mike oh man this is bad who was at the cigarette machine who the robot murdered and then posed for leslie to find yeah so but anyways the robot is chasing her down the halls there's a shot where he shoots her in the butt with a laser and she's like ah yeah there's plenty of shots of people getting shot in the butt and it's just like ow like maybe somebody poked you a little so so then she gets shot with the laser i don't know if it's her but somebody gets shot with the laser and same laser her head blows up blows up like Like a grenade was thrown at her face Hit in the butt, flesh wound. Hit in the head, explosions of gross masses. (laughs) Don't understand. Also, there were different colors of lasers throughout the movie. For different robots. Is that what it was? Because I I kept trying to figure out, I'm like, so do they have different modes of lasers? Like this is is my flesh wound laser. Yeah, we're going to turn this shit off stun. And this is my... This is my chopping laser. They had so many opportunities to give these robots like great one-liners after somebody gets shot in the face or something. They right? did have that. Thank you. What did have they a say? nice day. Thank you. Have a nice. If there's one thing I like about cheesy movies, it's where somebody dies and then you have like a Horatio Kane like one-liner to sort of sum up the death. Looks like you won't be something anymore. <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't... Okay. So like, let's let uh, so somebody is blown up or somebody's on fire. What's the one-liner for that? Barbara Crampton's death, for instance. Barbara Crampton, tragically, gets set on fire. Oh, it's great, though, because all of a sudden she becomes, like, a six-foot-tall stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, on fire, this, like, huge, muscly, burly thing with blonde hair. And you're like, oh, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> what would my one-liner be as a robot who just murdered a young teenage woman in a locked-down mall? And she works at the restaurant, so you could have something punny there. That's a spicy meatball. No, that's not good. <laughs> no, I know it's not good. You could just have like a cleanup aisle too. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> I would have loved it. There could have been one where he had like a big giant like buzzsaw in his hand and he sliced a girl in half and he's like cut down in her prime. Like why would the robot Ooh, say any of that, that though? That would be good. I think thank you have a nice day is fine. Yeah, but they they just that was their only thing. All these robots like grouped up together and had their meeting look like, okay, we're going to go sentient later, guys, and we're going to start murdering people just because. They you know. totally do, though. Like, before they kill that first technician, they like <gasps> they, they share they a glance. They make eye contact. <laughs> What's up it's with that? It's weird. They're right? like, huh? They like look back at the other robot. Like, Today's I think, the day. I think one of those robots is the boss, and the other robots aren't really into murder, and they're just being roped in by this one. There should have been a robot. moment at the end of this movie where that robot was holding a person to throw them over like the railing, and he looked back at the robot. Robot and the robot was like, do it. Have a nice day. Oh my <laughs> and god! He was, yes! And he was like, no! And he like put the uh, he put the human down. Like and had he this big robot off. fight. <laughs> yes. And he just like on his little conveyor feet just slowly <laughs> rolls over the edge. And then he like yeah he's like he, like a like, just like a pile of fire and circuit boards. Like thank you. Have a powering down. Oh, that poor <laughs> robot. Right? I feel so much for him and he still said that one lame catchphrase. <laughs>
Oh, so many feels. Could have been good. So they're supposed to be remaking this movie. I heard. Yeah. And Roger Corman is a producer on it. The Wikipedia page said as of 2011, and there was no other updates. So I was I like, I mean, hey, the Meg eh. has been in the works since 1997. We're going to get this movie and one And look how day. good that was. Yeah, right? That's totally worth the wait. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loved it. I know. Super awesome. Woo! Favorite shark movie of the year. <laughs> I ran out of pitches to race. <laughs> Okay, so is there anything else that we haven't talked about in regards to the Killbots? Why do they have assault rifles for sale inside the mall? The same reason they have cans of gasoline for sale inside the mall. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, sure, go ahead and sell yourself, like, an empty jerry can. But, like, gasoline's got a shelf life. And who the fuck is walking into the mall and going, like, ooh, I need myself gasoline five gallons of gasoline? Gasoline does not have a shelf life. Yes, it does. It's made from dinosaur. <laughs> Good point. So the shelf life is 20 million years. Another point of contention I have is that the very end scene, the final girl who did not have sex with Ferdy. She sure wanted to. I know. And then she was like, thank you for being a gentleman. Yeah, and what's up like, with that? I don't that? understand. Those are two completely that different last scenes. Scene, yeah, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure you guys did it. And then you just like buttoned your shirt up right. And we're like, thank you for being such a gentleman. We're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But either way, so she's final showdown, last robot, her verse robot. Yep. She goes to the hardware store and yep. she is just home alone style. Yep. <laughs> uh, like undoing paint cans. Not picking colors that coordinate, I just have to say. And it's the 80s, Kim. It's all about contrast. <laughs> spilling them on the ground and then paint thinner everywhere. And then she kind of like blows up the robot. And I'm assuming it's because she's using paint thinner, which is like super flammable. I mean, it is. It's, uh, it's made of petrol. Well, why waste your time with the paint? Not Why not just go for paint thinner? Just Because like, she needed it to party. slip around Three Stooges style. I don't know if you remember. He this did is not, a complete callback to the beginning of the movie not, where they referred to the best no, three he did not. Stooges. So he did not slip around at all. And also, I just want to say that that mall was carpeted. The entire mall was carpeted, all the hallways. And I was like... Such a bad idea. And so in my head, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe that's because of the little robots that they built. They're, like, they're not good on, on hard tile. Yeah. But then right as I said that... <laughs> And insulted those poor robots. He did this like 360 three point turn thing on from the carpet to the tile floor. And I was like, these robots are so competent with their little conveyor belt legs. Cannot be stopped. And then they tried to foil him with a little bit of paint on the ground. And he was not having it. I don't know why I'm assuming that these robots are boys. They are killbots. They have no gender. It's true. Although they were all voiced by the director I read. Were they? Yeah. The other thing that I find hilarious about her final showdown with that last robot is that afterwards she's walking away, sun's out, it's going to be a nice day, and there's Ferdy. Yeah. Who He's we made thought it out had, alive. We thought he died. He was hit with a laser. But and his the- reply to her is, nice shot. Like, what shot? What? So you were awake, conscious, and watching during the final showdown, but chose not to help. Nice guy. Really nice guy. I, my my favorite moment between the two of them, though, is when all the girls are being lifted into the air vent, and like right before she goes in, she has a quick look back at Ferdy, and he just nods. Like, don't like worry. Like the robots. I- <laughs> like the fucking robots. Okay. And then also immediately Which means after Ferdy that. Ferdy is the boss robot of the oh group. Oh my god. He's head robot. He's head robot. He's head teen bot. He's miles ahead and we didn't even know. They have evolved so quickly and so fast that we can't tell them apart from the humans. Except that the robots shoot lasers and have laser eyes and are little claw hands. I'd say the same thing about teenage boys, but... um... (laughs) (laughs) That's good, John. Nicely done. Okay. What's What's your rating of this movie? 
Um, so I'm really bad when it comes to good bad. Yeah. I'm really... How do you rate these movies? I'm so skewed because, one, I have no credibility, and two... Uh, this movie was a joy and a pleasure to watch, but yeah. it is awful. Exactly. So I'm going to go with the uh, the two out of four. <laughs> yeah, I've been wrestling with that myself because... It's a four out of four great, exactly. and it's a one out of four terrible. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, on the scale of good or bad, yeah, it's bad, but, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a scale of good or fun, and fuck, is it fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a great kind of awful. Exactly. So, unfortunately, two out of four Eberts is where I sit with this movie. Like a thousand percent. Thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about the 1989 classic, Death Spa. Welcome to the health club where you'll sweat blood. Never work without a spotter, Freddy. Wake falls on your chest and you can really get squashed. It's the place for a killer workout. An unquiet spirit reaches out from beyond the grave. Welcome to my party. For revenge. I will destroy this place. And I'll kill them all. Unless you do as I say. Death Spawn. An exercise in terror. A fantastic weight reduction program. People get so thin they disappear. (laughs) So Death Spa is currently sitting at a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 30% 30% on Rotten Tomatoes and 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. A uh, big surprise, Roger Ebert did not review either of these movies. <laughs> um I really like Death Spa and upon rewatching it, it is really arduous to watch. I don't think this is the kind of movie that most people are putting on to really pay attention to it. So when you have to do it for work, it's a job and a half. But there's something like blackout inducing about the movie because we watched it recently. Like we watched it this Within year. Within the year, yeah. And I remember fucking loving it and just being like, this is insane, la la la. And then when we were trying to, we were, we've been trying to work it onto the podcast, both these movies onto the podcast for months. And finally we made it, we made it happen. Obviously we're talking about them right now. Um, 
I don't remember all of the weird supernatural plots. All I remember are the death spa murders. I remember the blender arm. I remember oh. the, the weight machine explosion. That's probably the only one I actually remember. Um, and I don't, I, I, well, and I honestly, remember- in my head, I was like, did that happen in this movie? Or was that in a, like a, like a, in a, Installment of Final Destination movie. This is the early drafts of Final Destination. I swear to God. That's great. Yeah, I only remember the kills. I don't remember any of the weird plots. And the and the plot part of this movie is the best bad thing about (laughs) the movie. It is like a weird like late night Cinemax movie where you know like eleven. Oh, it could have been even worse. Eleven p.m. You're like you're flipping through and then you're like hey what is this death spa i'm gonna watch this death spa but because it's on tv it's three hours long and there's a shit ton of commercials so you assume that like a bunch of the movie's been cut out and so every time you come back from commercial you're trying to piece it together Yeah, like oh this isn't the film's fault it's the television exactly but now it's 2018 and everything's streamable without commercials and you watch the movie and you realize absolutely nothing was fucking cut out and this movie just makes no fucking sense and it's wonderful. Again, though, B-movie, do not need the why or the how, just need the what. No, but the the thing about this movie is that they went for the fucking why. They oh, they went, tried. They went hard for the why. It sounds like we had two producers arguing over what was actually killing people or who and they were like, fuck it, both things. Yeah, so... Okay, multiple times when we watched this, I was like, John, is he possessed? Is he crazy? Is is he just Norman Batesing it? Or is he actually possessed by his dead twin sister? Or is his dead twin sister not dead and alive and just walking around the mall? Or gym? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the gym's in a mall, right? It's not. Well, I mean, maybe that exterior shot that we keep seeing was uh, the back half of the mall. Can we just talk about that sign? On the, so I fucking love the intro. I loved how they did the title cards with like the neon sign flashing out. I'm kind of a sucker for any neon sign like where the lights break and it I reveals love, a different message. I love too when your title is physically in your movie and not an overlay. I really yep. like that. I mean, I'm nuts about a good title card, but but yeah. But did it not say <laughs> the, the spa body health spa i'm with you they kept calling it star body and, and we were i was like, like no i did spa not body I health spa. yeah i was like i saw spa twice <laughs> yeah watching it uh on our office television i swear to god it said spa body health spa i just I like for this spa the whole thing about this spa is that this like super advanced supercomputer spa yeah and everything's run by this central computer if you if you're a really advanced spa, why do you have a generic fucking name like Spa Body Health Spa? Yeah, it should be Spa of the Future. Or like Future Spa 2000. Yeah, fuck your other spa. I would go Something about the spa being run by a computer should be in the title. Also, maybe call it a gym given that the majority of it's a gym. It's they not have a, a spa. They not have at a all. one sauna room that murders yep. people. Yep. That's it. They have a smoothie bar and a sauna. That's it. Oh, yeah, and the tanning bed. There's also a tanning bed. Can we just, like, can I ask this question? Because this appears in a lot of horror movies. How fucking long would it take to die in a tanning bed? Well, if you have a ghost slash psychologically impaired male. Sure. Paranormally affecting it. A lot of commas here. It sounds like a long time (laughs) because she did not get injured. (laughs) Okay. I just, I don't know that tanning beds are ever manufactured to go above a moderate level of tanning. But also, 
I would like to bring to the table the evidence of Final Destination 3, uh-huh. which is surely medically accurate. Of course. Tanning that was the tagline of the movie. Study. <laughs> yeah. We went to doctors and found out tanning beds can't kill. I don't know why. But how long did that take? How long? I don't know. They have dials drawn. I'm sure they go up to 4,000 degrees or something. Of course. And if they ever- I'd like to cook my Eggo waffle on this. <laughs> Hey Kim, would you would you like those little goggles today? Like, no, thank you. I'm just here to cook my egos. <laughs> uh, I'm here for lunch. <laughs> I mean, if that were the case, is that where they cook the continental breakfast at every shitty hotel we've ever been to? Instead of buying like several toasters, they just buy one tanning yeah, bed. That way they could do like an entire Costco box of egos in one shot. Does Costco sell egos? I assume. By the way, if you guys like waffles that come from the freezer, uh, there's a pumpkin spice waffle right, yeah, right now. There it's is. in the natural food section. Uh-huh. It's kind of expensive. Got it. But they're so good. And, and they're done. pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cold open. It's not cold because we have that spa body health spa title card thing. But there's this like long, sweeping, like really atmospheric shot where they we want us to know go everything about this the gym. spa. Yeah, sorry, the gym. I don't know why I keep calling it. Let's a spa. call it a spa. But there's like dancing and all kinds of stuff, and then so we we single in on this like cool blonde dancer. She's just like killing it. Yeah, she's dancer-sizing at midnight. She is dancing the night away, and so she decides, you know, I'm just gonna chill in the sauna. You know, the way that all women chill in the sauna, um, laying down and posed and almost masturbating. Yeah. (laughs) Common practice, of course. For MPAA ratings, though, I'm not actually going to touch myself. I'm just going to touch myself. (laughs) (laughs) Close-up shots of me sweating and the awkward half-open mouth. And then, boom, all of a sudden, steam. Steam. (laughs) But it's not steam. It's chlorine. Chlorine steam. Can... I, I don't know the science. Like, I'm I, not going to try to dissect this and be like, can chlorine steam? I'm not going to say that, even though I just said that. But I'm sure it can. I'm right? just going to assume that there's no science involved in this movie. I mean, everything on the periodic table has a burning point, even oxygen. So surely to God, chlorine can steam. First of all, we know that chlorine gas is a thing. So, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna... we do know that. Yeah, exactly. All of us. Everyone all, every present one today. Listening. We all had history class. We all know that World War One happened, uh, you know, unless you read the real history books. I thought that was mustard. There, there's mustard gas and chlorine gas. Is it made from the same mustard that is delicious? Yes. We should stop. We should stop this now. <laughs> But the point is, he goes to pick her up from the hospital, and they're like, oh, yes, she's got burns all over her body or something. Because Just of- her eyes. Yeah, I mean, she's got no clothing on whatsoever, so every part of her is completely exposed to the chlorine vapors, which, P.S., if it's vapors, means it's in the air and she's breathing it in, she would totally die the so way you would. So her lungs should be first-degree yeah. burnt. <laughs> first-degree dead. Like, third-degree dead. There's- she's not making it out of there. New P.S. B-movie needs to be called first-degree dead i'm with you on this one and we don't go third degree dead first one because that's your third one exactly you got to work your way up to that yeah and nobody wants like a prequel you don't you spf can't... Oh, dead minute, will be though. your tagline oh i'm with you but here's the thing let's let's say we started with third degree dead you could go second degree dead first degree dead and then it just sounds like you are fucking counting down to the most absurd movie that dead. has ever been released <laughs> yeah just dead and she should not have survived uh <laughs> 
wrapping it back around. Um, wh- what really got her, though, not the chlorine gas, was breaking the window with her hand. Yeah, I thought she was going to get out. So the door was locked. And yep. so she was like, you know what? I'm going to solution. I'm going to do what you do. You break the front window and then you unlock the door from outside. She broke the window and then just collapsed dramatically inside the steam room. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe, like, let's assume that the chlorine gas has gotten to her, and in her, her final moments, she broke the glass. She would have been fine, and I, I guess she is. I guess she survives, because at that point, you're introducing oxygen. You've got to wait for the chlorine to get out. I'm looking into this a little too much. Point is, when he goes to pick her up at the hospital, she's got zero burns on her body, but some bandages on her eyes. Yeah. There's a lot. So the one thing this movie is really... Sorry, I I don't mean to cut you off. He picks her up from the burn ward and all she has is two small bandages on her (laughs) eyes. So There's no way there isn't a guy who's got like a full body cast in that same ward going, faker. Oh. Phony. Everyone's burn is their own, John. Okay. (laughs) Everyone experiences their burns differently. We're all on our own path. (laughs) The road to recovery is long and we all start at different lengths. Oh. Yeah, the one thing this film is short on is, like, explanations. So, this this spa is run by a sick supercomputer, which we learn because there's a supercomputer room, but nobody really explains what the limitations and the control, like, the point of the supercomputer super is. Mm-hmm. What does the supercomputer do? Eventually, we learn that it it's like an automated tool for the gym patrons. They have cards, and they swipe their card, and it, I guess it remembers what they've calibrated each of the machines to like it's personalized Mm. for each of them because that one like jim bro uh swipes his card and they're like 150 pounds and then i don't know why i made it a computer or like a british computer but that sounded appropriate and and then he dies that way because it keeps increasing in weight and i for whatever reason crushes his ribs at some point so after love interest laura gets the old spa burns in the sauna the police visit the detective and the sergeant come and they're like spa (laughs) (laughs) you call this coffee (laughs) yeah why was that there why did he like bitch about the coffee maybe the computer made the coffee and the computer (laughs) knew (laughs) this computer is faulty but then there's another scene where there's some i don't know who's important in this movie or not because everybody looks the fucking same so one girl's going diving and ken forey set up a new diving board for her did he set the board up i swear he was they was like this funny weightlifting scene he's like i set up the new diving board and she's like great i'm gonna try it out later today yeah and then when she goes to try it out She's on the diving board, and then like a mysteriously, bolt <laughs> a bolt just starts unscrewing. And at this point, we know nothing about the yeah, computer. So I'm like, well, how is this the computer? How is the computer doing this? Yeah, why are the bolts part of the computer system? It's like that Y2K episode of The Simpsons where you, like, oh my god, there's a computer chip in the milk. Like, everything's got a computer in it. Yeah, and so you're just like, the people making this had no understanding of computers at all. That's why they don't ever address what the computer does because they don't know what computers are but then you realize that this movie is a paranormal movie yeah but they never try they never go to lengths to make it ambiguous as to 
Like, is this paranormal? Is this guy crazy? Or is the computer doing everything? Because they they show their cards at the beginning, but they don't explain it well. So it's just confusing. Yeah, and it's it's not like it gets any better either. There's a bunch of girls taking a shower and tiles start to fly off of the goddamn wall. And it's like, we are getting further and further away from the computer being able to control some stuff. Sure, okay, computer can control the temperature of those showers. But obviously, like, oh, too hot. The girls are just going to leave. They're not going to stand around and get burned to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then one girl gets stabbed in the locker room and like hung in the locker. And- Who hides her body? <laughs> the Not computer. the computer, I can tell you that much. The computer. Yeah. <laughs> and also too, there there's no like red herring in this movie because they accuse the so the guy running the computer is the lead guy former brother in law. Is his former brother in law. And then the cop is like, Why former? And he's like, It's my wife's brother. He's like yeah, she's, so? She's dead. <laughs> so she's dead and then you got divorced? Or yeah, like, I'd like to divorce this corpse, please. Yeah. I'm, she's gross now. He's <laughs> She doesn't make dinner like she used to. Still your brother-in-law. Very much. And so my favorite, one of my favorite scenes, though, is when we we are first introduced to the computer room and the computer brother-in-law, the ex-computer brother-in-law. Yep. And he has this moment where he's like, I look a lot like my sister because we're twins and all. We had thoughts that you would never understand. To her husband. Like, I'm pretty sure he knew you were twins. Yeah. He can look at their wedding photos every day and see you standing there looking exactly like her. They don't look anything alike. They don't look anything alike. Not at all. Not at all. P.S. I was just thinking that if they remade this movie, Vin Diesel would totally be the guy running the gym. And the only change they would make in this entire movie is his opinion of family. Like, she's he's still my brother-in-law because family's forever. Like, that no, would be the I whole want movie. him to be the computer guy. And then when he's possessed by the spirit of Catherine, he just yeah. puts a blonde wig on. Oh, that's so perfect because he's super bald and he's into Dungeons and Dragons would, and role-playing. I would pay good money to see Vin Diesel on a wig. I'm trying to think who dies next. Um, oh, the gr- so there's these girls that almost died in the steam or in the showers. Yep. And then Michael's like, "I'm gonna give you complimentary spa passes." Because so to my bedroom. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. They're just like, "How are you gonna take care of both of us, Where's Michael?" He's the- like, "I'm sure I could have fun figuring it out." <laughs> and they're both like, "Yeah," because no one involved in writing this story had any common sense. <laughs> Oh my god. So there's also this side plot where he's got partners. So there's a female partner and another male partner who also looks a lot like the lead character Michael. And I did not realize that there were three partners. (laughs) I thought there were two partners until the end of the movie where he accuses them of trying to flush him out with all these chlorine in the steam room tricks. Okay. Um... So this is They're the ones doing the chlorine. It's not the ghost. The ghost is just taking advantage of the other people trying to fuck things up. All the ghost did was like, I'm going to lock the door. Is that it? That's it. Because I thought they put the chlorine in the steam. Honestly, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was like, oh, there's a bunch of ghost problems. Let's let's also get in here and make it super hot. And then (laughs) and then no one will be happy and we can force them out. Why? I don't understand their end game. We want to make you seem incompetent so we can buy out your partnership, which would literally cost us a whole ton of money while we're putting our business into the ground. We're going to make our business look super dangerous. Nobody's going to want to be here. But somehow, the third step is money? Yeah, well, because also, too, um, the other guy 
was the one that was super invested in the supercomputer because Michael wanted the other to, business partner. Yes. So Michael wanted to turn I think his name is Michael. Yes. So Michael wanted to turn the supercomputer off and his partner was like, No, blah blah blah. And You turn the computer off, it's the only thing unique about this building. Yeah, okay, makes sense. But so he's trying to get rid of Michael. Ken I think it's Ken, the computer guy David. His, David, his ex-brother-in-law, they are the ones that have the ties together, even though they're not close. So if he gets rid of Michael, he gets rid of his connection to the supercomputer. Like, it just doesn't make sense. He wants a spa with a supercomputer, I assume. Yeah. Because he love... doesn't want the computer to be turned off. Like, it doesn't make any sense why he's getting rid of Michael. Not at all. Like, people are getting hurt, and it's definitely the computer's fault. And he's like, no, nope, no, nope, can't turn off the computer. No, nope, not a bad business move. Also, while people are getting... So, I don't know if they're getting murdered at this point, but they're definitely being attacked by this evil spa. Mm-hmm. The, the head guy, Michael, who is our protagonist is just like dicking around with Ken Forey. Like they're just having like <laughs> boys games. Like, they're playing around in the pool. Yeah, and they play football in the office and they start throwing the ball. And just like, like across the desk because, you know, and boys. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> they're talking about his girlfriend who has no eyes. Uh, yeah, like they're 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 palling around inside the pool. They're like last, like first one of the overside wins. Like okay, and then he dunks his head under the water. Yeah. And then when he comes up, hey, by the way, so I think I saw Marion over by the the diving board. Like really? Yeah, I should probably talk to her about it. But you know, while we're waiting, let's swim. Yeah, who could be the one doing the attempted murders? Oh man, Ken Forey is really underutilized in this movie because one, I mean, he didn't kick any ass and he didn't die. He could have done both of those things great, and they didn't even give him the opportunity. Instead, they gave him a windbreaker that made it look like he had a towel draped over his neck the entire movie, and it really was confusing for me. Because I was like, why does he have a towel around his neck if he's wearing a jacket? I liked his genie costume. Yeah, so they're having some sort of... Masquerade. What is it? Where people wear whatever fuck costume they want. Nobody's dressed for Mardi Gras. There was a bumblebee. There wasn't even a bead in sight. There was a pirate. And despite the fact that Michael is running into the spa at this point to find his murderous brother-in-law, he had time to put on his jester outfit. Yeah, so he's... <laughs> so he goes to his brother-in-law's house, apartment, whatever. They it looks find... like the silence of the lambs in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah, they find the murderer's lair. <laughs> Complete with wheelchair because his wife was yeah paralyzed. he kept he kept the wheelchair that his wife committed suicide in. But so I just have to say that those are the best police officers ever because they put out an APB for a man in, in drag and I was like oh it's a man in drag because what I gathered from this was that there were two people living here and that Catherine isn't dead. I was not able to jump all those conclusions until you revealed that fact for me and then. Cut to the Mardi Gras party where Michael arrives in style. Everything is fucking fine? Party's in full swing. Also, his girlfriend doesn't have eye patches on anymore. No. I didn't recognize her in her tanning bed death spa because... Because her only characteristic is no no eyes. eyes. (laughs) But yeah, he's walking around. He's laughing. He's having a great time. Like, oh, I'll catch up with you in a minute. I gotta go stop someone from murdering you. Uh, Give me a few minutes. It's bizarre. 
It the make- ending of this movie is fucking bonkers. We could just end the podcast now because the movie doesn't end. The movie's really weird. So I, there's a bunch of scenes where... I don't know if the bad guy wins at the end of this movie. <laughs> the brother-in-law is also Catherine. And they're like intercut between the two. So there's a- an actual woman playing Catherine mm-hmm. who's at the supercomputer just like fucking shit up for people really conveniently where no one else can see. Because the party just keeps on raging. Yeah. Like she murders people in really like hidden spots not really though because they're in the center of the party she drags this girl through the party to the tanning room to rig her up for death yeah and then ken forey breaks down the door and there's literally shots of her standing in that room where you can see party goers dancing and she's in the shot you're like guys there's a ghost over there also at some point half the place is on fire where the party's like it's getting hot in here (laughs) let's not try to find the exit exactly Also, before we even get to the party, there are two other mysterious deaths that no one comments on. There's mysterious deaths? Somebody gives that one girl a note, says, hey, meet me in the basement, follow this map. P.S. It's Michael. Don't be alarmed. (laughs) And she gets, she's like, ooh, super, gotta hide this note, can't let anybody else see it. Gets down to the basement, and then it just starts raining chlorine on her, and she gets dissolved into a bloody mess. Oh my god, and then the parapsychologist dies. Yeah, the parapsychologist (laughs) with, like, that, the, like, food testing thermometer and it got that's got led lights on the end of it is just like "Mm, i don't know my paranormal wand says there's no ghosts here until he's attacked by one and his only recourse for defense is the gun that he brought with them his whole character i do not understand so at some point michael goes to see a parapsychologist and he doesn't believe him and he's really defensive about it and then all of a sudden he's like you should let me like be a private investigator and i'll come to by by at night and I oh can yeah look- that sounds great i'll just let you in completely like i turned off the security system so you have free reign and you're like you didn't believe him when he was talking about ghosts and now you're letting him ghost hunt in your house he also pretends as though this parapsychologist showed up at his door and said hey i can yeah because he's like, what do you mean? That could just be whatever. What does this mean for me? I don't understand what this has to do with anything I'm talking like, about. Like, Michael, bro. you're in his office and you had an appointment. <laughs> yeah, you hired this guy because you said, hey, he might help me. Oh, my God. And the cops are tailing Michael for some reason? Because he's obviously a ghost I guess at they, the death spot. <laughs> I guess they just assume that Michael is technically a suspect. People died in his his building, so surely he might have something to do with it. There's also a bunch of scenes. So Michael is like still trying to run the spa, and then his girlfriend, his current girlfriend, who has the old eye patches on, mm-hmm. is living in his house. And computer guy comes over to like be really creepy and nothing else. Yeah, it's seems- he's creepy for way too long to just let her sleep and leave the building. Yeah, he shows up, says he's gonna fix the computer, and instead just kind of intimidates her with and a just stands like really close to her yeah. because she's like blind and can't be intimidated any other way. And then somebody comes to drop off groceries. And then he, like, stands all creepy in the window while she leaves, like, smacking a screwdriver in his hand all ominously. And you're like, yeah, you're definitely going to murder this girl. And then we cut. Michael's coming home. And his girlfriend is just sleeping on the couch. I don't even believe that he's possessed. No? I know that's what it is. Oh, I see. I guess. But I don't. I thought, you know what? It would have been better for the movie that they made for Catherine to just have been alive. That would have been great. For us to think he was possessed. Because that's what they they just think. Jokes on you, fuckers. Like, (laughs) I didn't burn. (laughs) 
I'm ugly and I've got a grudge now. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been all right. Because and now she... I'm going to kill all the people who are like bettering themselves. Because... That, honestly, it should have been that way because in one of those flashbacks, we, we see that she's in a wheelchair because of uh, something that happened during childbirth. Right? I don't think it was childbirth. I think it was pregnancy because oh, just... they don't have a kid. I Okay, I was getting there too, right? Like... Uh, this guy does not seem like he's upset over the fact that his wife and unborn child died in labor. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It looks like she just killed herself while she was pregnant because she was in a wheelchair. But in one of those flashbacks, we see her stand up while she's on fire. I was going to say that. So, so she, surely she's alive. She kills herself <laughs> by like dousing herself in gasoline and lighting herself on fire on the roof of their house. Which she still lives in, by the yep. way. Mm, uh, kind of weird. Especially when you invite your girlfriend to live with you less than a year later. Like, bro. Uh, she totally stands up. That is that is an insult to paralyzed people everywhere. <laughs> that, like, you can just light them on fire and they'll just stand up. Oh, yeah. No, they can all stand. They just don't want to. Excruciating pain can cause standing. Yeah. They're not paralyzed. They're I, I totally thought she was faking, though. Like, I thought she walked out of that. And okay. was like, ha ha See, that's, that's the problem with this movie. It sets us up to believe that she's still alive. And then it sets us up to think that the brother is having some sort of psychotic episode. And they have sex in his psychotic episode. I don't know if they do. We can't do this anymore. And there were like think... underwear and stuff everywhere. It was really un. Yeah, see, like it, it's trying it was... to make us think a ton of different things. It was incestuous. And then, <laughs> and then we realized that, oh yeah, no, he's definitely having he's he, he, whether it's supernatural or not he's involved with his sister and it's this plan that he's he doesn't want to go along with like he is also a victim in this entire scheme until we have shots where he's literally become her and it's just some sort of weird possession story but, but it's so he's he's being possessed by her but other people see her here's the thing is other people michael sees her some as other, her. Some party goer sees her and she takes off her like nightgown thing and he's like, oh, I guess you could stay here. It's fine. Like they're all <laughs> seeing a woman. That's not how possession works. Like I know possession doesn't work at all for real, <laughs> but you don't just transform into another person. Like he should look like a woman in a wig or a, he should look like a man in a wig. Yeah. Um. It doesn't make sense. Well, but the thing is, like, all of those ideas converge on each other at the end of this movie because to defeat her and and to stop her evil plan, everybody of killing in everybody the spa around, burns down. Yeah, he he shorts out the computer with like a shoe or something. Like, <laughs> oh, I think he uses the shoes as because the rubber soles, so he doesn't get electrocuted himself to short out the wires in the utility room, which causes her to 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 catch on fire and explode. But here's the th- she's not. The computer. She's just got access to the computer because of ghosty powers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't get it. And, and, and there's a great line at the end of the movie, too, where he's got his girlfriend and life is good, I guess. Like, he's finally like... The spa's on fire and they're still in it. The, the spa's <laughs> on fire. There's st- everybody around them's dying. Everybody and they've all ever the known. exits are locked, I think. But they've still got time to go and check and see what's going on over here. It's like, come with me, David. We'll die together and live in hell. And it's like, bitch, you are the worst salesperson ever. <laughs> Nobody's taking your hand in that offer. It's a lot of fun. Like, why are you murdering people in a health spa? It can't be that fun. It looks like shit. It looks like an awful existence for eternity. I would rather get a high five from fucking Pinhead and Hellraiser than spend 10 minutes with her because it looks awful. But if he thought she was so evil, like if he didn't like her and she was like a really shitty wife, why does he still have her picture on his desk 
Why is she his password to get into the evil computer spa? Oh, can we talk about that computer for a second? We sure can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to say about the computer? I don't know if it's necessarily that it's the 80s and people were like, well, I mean, like, surely these computers are going to have personalities. And we're going to have to talk to him someday. But when he goes in to unlock, like, all of the, the entire system, he types in, please access master log system. Like, you don't have to type in please when you're giving a computer command. I don't know. That computer is murdering people. So maybe he's going to remember who was nice to him. You're probably right. Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, if it was a ghost doing all of this, why were there a whole bunch of scenes where the computer's cameras were like zooming in and turning on people like right when they were about to die? Was that just the ghost like, yes, I'm going to watch this murder through the computer and it's going to be great? I think so. I mean, like if the eyes are the, the window to the soul, I think the computer lens are the eyes to a demon. She's right. got paranormal powers, though. She walks past the computer and just, like, turns it on with the wave of an arm. Like, I'm pretty sure she doesn't need the computer at all. It doesn't sound like she does. And especially given that she exists outside of the gym because she's possessing her brother at his house. <sighs> I don't understand the computer aspect of it. It seems like the computer, like, the, the, the computer is just the gun that she's using to kill people with, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. The fucking, the diving board, John. What does that have to do with the computer? It's, <laughs> I don't know. Because she goes from trying to murder somebody in a in a sauna room to just menacing somebody on a diving board. Nobody's going to die. She like stole somebody's jump on a trampoline, basically. That's the equivalent of somebody going skinny dipping and then you take their shorts. Fucking ghosts. Just like ruining everything. <laughs> Menaces to society. Day. And you know, uh, then the movie ends. That's it. Like, it does. There's... It ends. Everybody's still stuck in the fire. Yeah, like they they electrocute her. She she catches on fire. She blows up at some point. They come in to make sure that she's super dead. And when the she, cop she... shoots her a bunch. Yeah, the cop shoots her corpse. And as they all leave, she's like, "No, I can totally. I still have the energy for one David! last kill." <laughs> and then her eyeball explodes, and she's like, "Oh no." My one weakness. And it falls to the ground credits. But like... Everyone's still in the spa. Yeah, nobody escapes. And like the, the ending shots are all of people who are desperately trying to get out through a window or some sort of exit, but are trapped and dead and burnt asunder. I, I... <laughs> yeah. So I get it. You didn't shoot like a shot of them all in the parking lot, like making it to the safe zone. I needed you that high just, five at the end. You could have just had some fucking sirens in the distance. Some like that would have been good. The fire department's coming. Like, and everybody something. just like, oh good. Something. <laughs> Anything. We didn't even talk about the cop who died in like that fishy freezer of death. Yeah, or like the blender hand. But like, blender how can you? How can you get to it all? There's just too much. Yeah. Why does that girl like? So the blender stops working constantly. None of it just, makes sense, John. She jams her hand in that blender more than once in this movie. She's like, oh, better figure out what's going on down here. Like, no. Rule number one. Where with is blenders, the lid? No hands. Never put your hand in a blender. Most blenders won't even work if you don't have the, like a lid on top of it. Wait, what? No. That's not, <laughs> that, that's not a thing. That's a thing that should happen, but it's not a true thing. Yeah, like our 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 milk frother won't work if the lid's not on it, but no, the blender, totally fine. Like <laughs> you want to stick your hand in these blades? Go for it. I mean, like it could be a good smoothie. We're all on that carnivore diet, right? Are you uh, talking about eating your own hand? Yeah. That's a cannibal diet. Sure. You don't think the uh the caveman weren't eating each other occasionally? Not on purpose. <laughs> by accident yeah like jimmy falls in the fire the buffalo is there you never know 
Okay, let's. I think we're done. Um, <laughs> what's What's your rating of Death Spa? Two out of four. Another, yeah. How do you? I'm gonna go a little lower in this one. I don't think this one deserves no! as much respect. I think Death Spa is marginally better than Shopping Mall. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, like, is it quality wise? It makes l- less sense. It makes a lot less sense. It's not nearly as it doesn't have. I mean, and there's like, not ghosts. The, not the chopping mall is like Star Wars or anything. I think. But <laughs> I think it's got ghosts. Um, yeah, I'll give it a two out of four. Two out of four Eberts certified <laughs> because no, it's not good. In no, in no measure of anybody's system is it actually good. But it's a lot of fun. Also, alternate title of this movie is Witch Bitch. I mean, that, that makes, makes way if more I, sense. So if I went to go to the theater to see a movie called Witch Bitch, and then I was, I it was about a computer spa, I would have been even more compu- confused than I am with a death spa movie with a go- an evil woman ghost in it. I disagree. I think I think if it was called Witch Bitch, when we get to that diving board bolt unscrewing, like, ah, oh, Witch Bitch is at it again. All right. Yeah, but wouldn't you not have been so? non-phased by all those weird scenes with the brother like shaving his legs and like laughing maniacally in his makeup mirror <laughs> yeah I guess he would so. have known what it all meant yeah that was his like i'd fuck me scene <laughs> yeah. a few years ahead of its time too but very very um, true yeah it's, it's not great I, I i do think death spa is a better title i would if i if i was going to the movies and i could choose between death spa or witch bitch and they were two separate movies oh i would, I would see both of those movies well but duh but i mean which not... one are you seen first death spa yeah yeah this she doesn't feel is she a witch is that the answer that she was a witch alive and now she's a witch dead i would oh I... and the only way she was able to gain powers is if she killed herself and her unborn child in a fire mm. oh we need a prequel. we needed a flashback we got a ton of flashbacks not just of her dying though, like incinerating. I needed some of her being a witch and a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know uh, Catherine was bad until she was murdering people as a ghost. Maybe she was a nice lady. Maybe it's because he cheated on her with all the girls at the spa. There should have been way more. It seemed like of that. he was a philanderer. Yep. There should have been a lot more of that discussion. I'm not saying that like your husband philandering is like an excuse to start murdering people, but you know. Made for a good. It would have made for a good movie, at least. She was she was after the girls though. Like she didn't really directly go for Michael. She wanted Michael exactly. to to choose to die and be with her, but she was going after all his girlfriends. I don't understand what any of her motivation was because like I I needed at least scenes where we knew that he was trying to sleep with those girls while they were still married or actually did. Yeah, I don't know if he was just being business flirty. Like, please don't sue me because my goat <laughs> my spa ghost tried to murder you in the shower. It seems like an awful way to go about doing it. Uh, Not in the eighties. <laughs> no, the eighties. That was a carefree time where everybody just had too That's much business. cocaine to actually have real problems. <laughs> okay, so two out of four from both of us on both of these movies because neither of them are good, but they're a hell of a lot of fun. Let us know what you thought of Death Spa and Chopping Mall. Hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, at our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash horror fiends of N-O-F-S. We are controlling transmission. <laughs> This week's episode of Nightmare on Film Street is brought to you by Deadly Grounds, Coffee to Die For. Made from 100% Arabica beans, Deadly Grounds is horror-themed gourmet coffee without any fancy names or titles. This week's blend is the autumn classic, Pumpkin Spice. 
Whether or not you've been a gourd boy or ghoul, this fall favorite is perfect for sweater weather and Halloween hijinks. Head over to getdeadly.ca to pick out your brew and use the promo code NIGHTMARE to get 15% off your entire purchase at checkout. That's getdeadly.ca and promo code NIGHTMARE. And if you want to support the show on Patreon, we're going to head over there and record a little bonus episode that I am calling Paranormal or Processor. And I'm going to name a whole bunch of computer-themed movies from the 80s and 90s before we understood what computers were. And John has to guess whether they are paranormal or if they are just computers gone awry. I like this gonna be fun fun. uh if you want to support the show or if you're already supporting the show head to patreon.com slash nightmare on film street to check out that bonus episode we'll be back at you again in two thursdays from now with another regularly scheduled episode if you aren't already subscribed find us on spotify itunes stitcher google play and all the other podcast apps and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review really helps us get the show in front of more fiends but that's it for us this week i'm john i'm kim Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. Just long enough to tell the tale of the nightmare on Film Street. Help us grow the horde. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe. Continue this week's conversation on Twitter by following... At NOFS Podcast. And as always, more terror can be found lurking on our website, www.nightmareonfilmstreetpodcast.com. Until next week, stay creepy, fiends. <laughs>